0: Welcome to the Christian Faith Fellowship Church podcast. We are a church that believes in praying, going, life-changing discipleship in Jesus. We are so glad you have joined in for
1: this message. If you enjoy what you hear, follow us to stay connected with our future updates and podcasts. This is the third and final part of the series titled Finding Peace in the Chaos. Grab a Bible and a notebook and get ready to learn. Here we go. church family. Here we are again. This is week number two of our our online weekend services. And uh, so far, we're all doing good. We're getting through it. It's getting a little old now. We like to get this over with. I'm hoping, as they're saying, maybe by Easter, get things rolling out there. And hopefully, we'll be able to get the church up up and running sometimes right after that. But you know, I was out praying, and I, I got this scripture, and it just Really hit me of what's going on. So before we get in the message today, I'd like to just share it with you. It's Isaiah 59, 19. It says, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Well, let me tell you, this came in like a flood. Nobody was expecting it. Bam, it's here, and then all the all the stuff that goes with it. But you know what? I love the next part. The Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. And we're pushing this down with our prayers, and we're pushing this down with our faith, so we're not going to let it go. Amen. So you ready for church today? Let's get into the Word. We're going to open in prayer, and then we'll go go ahead and look at the Word of God. Father God, we bless you on these uh, weekend services, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for so many people joining us, Lord, that we're staying connected in the midst of this flood that the enemy brought in, in the midst of this this nonsense, Lord, and uh, we're believing it's broken in Jesus' name. We're believing that our household, our church family, our community are staying healthy and whole. We thank you today as we can dig into the word of God that your word does not return void, but it accomplishes that which it's set for it to do. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, don't forget, go get your communion cup or some grape juice and bread, or maybe you got the matzahs this week since it's Passover in a couple of weeks and all the stores got them now. And be ready at the end. And also, we'll have our time of prayer. We're going to do it at the end this time. Right now, we're going to dig right into the word of God. Amen. So the one thing I want us to hold on to is that in the midst of storms, God is for us. Amen. Again, the Bible says if God is for us, who can be against us? So if God's for us, we know that everything is going to work out, that this is all going to work out for the good, for those that love the Lord. I just wonder how many people are being born again. How many people are accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior, because they're stuck home. And they're maybe flickering through the TV or on the internet or whatever it might be, and they're hearing the word of God. So, you know, the enemy tries to bring bring these things in to discourage us, pull us down, or even stress us out. I say stay in peace right now, because everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to work out. Everything is going to come together, and that's why we put together, I I put together this this teaching, finding peace in chaos, trusting God in a crazy world, amen? Look, the coronavirus is here, and I guarantee in a couple months it's going to be gone. Well, I don't want to say I guarantee, but you know what I'm saying, it's going to be gone, and and we're going to be dealing with some other stuff in life. In this world, you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of the power to harm you. I love that amplified translation of that verse. Amen. So again, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. In John 14, 27, and I know we looked at that and we're going to look at some different scriptures today. But look, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I now give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And there's a lot of things to panic about. Hey, everybody, I'm walking around six, eight feet away from me. It's like, it's abnormal for us human beings to separate ourselves like this. We want to hug. We want to shake hands. We want to greet one another. And here we are now with this uh, social distancing. But you know what? It's the right thing to do. I fully understand it, watching the news, listening to these doctors of how this spreads. So we stay away for a little while, but I'm looking forward to getting back as a church and seeing our church filled and people raising their hand and being born again. But right now, right where you are, just give a shout for Jesus right on the comment area. Give them a praise. I sent out that devotion the other day about, are we the hundred blessings that the Jewish people do? Are we blessing the Lord for the little things? Do we still have a comfortable bed? Do we still have heat in the house? Do we still go able to walk outside? On and on and on. I've been trying each day now to just think of what I can be thankful for today. Let me just say this. There is plenty to grumble about. There is plenty to complain about. There is plenty to this and that. Who cares? You know, it's these things shall also pass. What I want to do is bless the Lord. In fact, in that article I read, and you'll see it on my first Facebook page, it said, if we are not thankful for something the Lord has given us, it's almost like we are robbing the Lord. He's given us something and then we're not giving thanks for it. So it really shook me because in many ways, I'm a very busy person. I like to read. I like to do. I like to go out on and on. But it's causing me to say, you know what? Thank you for my strong feet. Thank you for my strong arms. Thank you for a sharp brain on and on and on. So today, let's be thankful people. Last week, when when I did this teaching last weekend, we looked at the, the the scripture of them building the house on the rock and the sand, and we saw. And it's so important to see this one truth in this entire parable, is that the same storms came to both people, the ones that built their house on the rock, and the ones that built their house on the sand. The st- same storms. It rains on the just and the unjust. It, it, We're all in this together is basically what it's saying. The saved, the unsaved, the good, the bad. We all got this same thing going on right now. This coronavirus, COVID-19, on and on. But when we looked at these verses last week, it just got us to understand that we have a part in this. If we're not doing something in our everyday life, building ourselves up, getting strong. We as Christians know we have to get strong in the word and the power, strong in the Lord and then the power of his might. But what are we doing with our minds? Is our minds just on the internet all day or on TV all day? Are we trying to keep ourselves sharp? As I get older, I want to stay sharper, amen? I don't want to lose my mind. I want to have what it says in 1 Timothy there, a sound mind. And you know what? In this day and age, it's easy to lose our mind. It's easy to let go of that area. But as the scripture I brought out last week, Isaiah 26, three, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I like perfect peace, amen? John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. This is finding peace in the midst of chaos, trusting God in a crazy world. And it, it, it's, it's crazy, yes, but I can stay in peace, amen? I can stay in peace. Today, we're gonna to be spending time looking at the parable of the sower. So if you wanna go ahead and turn there, it's found in Mark chapter four and verse 13. But let, let me just say a few things about it before we get into it, when you look at this parable of the sorrow, you're going to see four kinds of soil and in these soils, they produce different things and we'll get into each part. But the one thing that God wants us to do is bear fruit. Now we know the soil is our heart. Amen. And the Bible says over in uh, Proverbs four twenty three, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. So God wants us to guard our hearts because our hearts are the soil. The word of God is the incorruptible seed. As we plant the word in, if our soil, the word is perfect. There there is absolutely nothing wrong with the seed, but there can be stuff wrong with our hearts, amen? But God wants us to bear good fruit. And you know what some of those fruits are? I want to show you. So hold your place there in Mark. And look at Galatians 5.22. And let's look at the different fruit that God wants us to bear in our human spirit. Our, you know, I am a spirit, I have a soul, I live in a body. Amen. So in Galatians 5.22, you guys there, I'm going to read this from the New King James. With this four types of soil, the three, the couple are bad, then the one, it's kind of getting choked. But then the good soil that we're going to see at the end. He says he wants us to bear fruit. And here in Galatians, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. There we are again. Peace, church family. God wants us to bear peace. And we can see, you know, bearing this peace is not going to be, or this love or this joy is not going to be, I'm going to be peaceful. I'm going to be peaceful. You know what? I'm I'm just going to be peaceful. No, it's as you put the word in, it's as you fellowship with God, it's as you worship him, it's as you pray, as you set your mind on things above and not just things in this earth, that all of a sudden, that peace just starts flooding. I don't know I need a miracle until I have a problem that needs a miracle. I don't know that I need peace until a situation arises where I need peace. And that's what's happening right now. We can very easily, and receive this in love, we can very easily test ourselves during this time. Am I in peace? Am I staying in joy? Am I still operating in love towards my husband and wife, towards my children? If you say they've been shaky, then it's showing us that we got to work on the soil. And this isn't condemnation. This is saying... Let's work on this. Let's grow together. This is so important so that when other crises come, and and, and you know me, I'm not a prophesier of doom, but I'm a prophesier of, of reality. Things are going to come. In this world, you will have tribulations. You will have trials. You will have tests. You will have temptations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of the power to harm you. So what I'm trying to say is these things are going to come. I want to prepare for them. Look, if I was going on a long journey, I'm going to Disney or something like that, and I know there is something wrong in my, with my car, wouldn't that be foolish for me to go on that trip without getting it fixed? And it's the same way with the things of God. I'm telling you, you're going to have problems in this world. You're going to have arguments with your children, arguments with your mates, work and financial things and on and on. So what do we do? We got to prepare. I got to make sure my tires are filled. I got to make sure the the engine light doesn't come on saying, I need an oil change when I'm three states away. I got to prepare for the trip. We got to prepare for the trip called life. Lachiam to life right this life is going to have some wild things but it's as I prepare for them that I can get through them and again this is what this parable is going to teach about but let's finish up in Galatians here Galatians five twenty two. but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control so these are fruits i can bear if i want to bear tomatoes come july and august i got to plant tomato seeds right after mother's day in our area up here right if i want to i want to have cucumbers i got to plant cucumber seeds if i want to have pumpkins i got to plant pumpkin seeds if you want joy plant joy seeds if you want peace plant peace seeds and that's what we're doing here this weekend, that's what we did with our midweek service. Me and Diane shared during the midweek together, and we'll continue to do that as long as this, uh, this coronavirus thing is still going on. We want you to see what we've instilled in our home while our children were growing up. Then we have some bad days. Who doesn't? But the majority were good. In the stress that we're going through in this life, there's peace. Everything's going to be okay. God's going to take care of us. Hey, the scripture says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. So God's going to provide. If he's going to send the ravens to take care of us, he'll send the ravens to take care of us. Amen. So these are the fruit of the spirit that you can produce in your life by doing what it says in the sower. Jesus said, let him that have ears to hear, hear. He's not just talking about these ears, even though that's where it first comes in. He's talking also about our spiritual ears, getting the word in, pondering the word, meditating, chewing on it, listening to it, reading it. Whatever way works out best for you, go ahead and do it. God is for you. Pastor, this sounds like works. God wants us to rest, but to enter into rest, we need to fight. You got to fight that good fight of faith to get to that point of rest. The children of Israel were going into the promised land, but did you notice they didn't just walk in with no problem? You notice God didn't just say, okay, go ahead and walk in. There were battles. They had to cross the Red Sea. They had to cross the Jordan. They had different battles going in in Jericho and Ai and all these different places as they were walking in to inherit their promise. And many times, church family, you know this, our biggest battle is our minds. But again, Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Keep your mind on Jesus. Keep your mind on Abba Father during these these times. Let his peace guard your heart. I pray that right now, right where you are. I've seen some of the pictures that you've sent in and stuff. You with the family there, the little kids jumping and and other people with their feet up on on the couch. Receive peace right now. Receive peace because God, he loves us. Me and Diane were talking this morning and And again, uh, some of our family is over our house right now as they're moving. And we were just talking about those that have passed on recently. We've had a a few friends that have gone to heaven recently, some unexpected. And you know what's so interesting? They're not thinking of the coronavirus right now. They're not thinking of COVID-19 right now. They're not thinking about work and all that. I think when they first got to heaven, especially if they died suddenly or, 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 or young, I think they probably thought, oh my, who's taking care of my wife, my children, whatever. I think some of that might've went through. But boy, after you're there for a few days and a few weeks and a few months, I think you're saying, you know what? God's taking care of them. I'm here now. I'm gonna enjoy the reward of serving the Lord all my life. Amen? All right, you ready? Let's go to Mark chapter 4. We're going to spend some time right here, maybe the whole time. Then we're going to read Psalm 91 together, and then we're going to receive communion together, and we're going to pray together. Does that all sound good? Again. Put your comments in there. You don't know how much fun that is. I was watching some of the comments when I could, and others on staff here are, are watching and writing, and, and, you know, get involved. I mean, that's, that's a connection. Just write right there. Hey, Pastor Tom, how you doing? Hey, Brother Bob. Hey, John. Hey, Dan. Hey, Matt. Hey, Brandy. Just, just, please, staff, just, just say something there, and let us know that you're thinking of us as we're thinking of you today. Amen? All right, you ready, guys? Mark 4:13: "The sower sows the word. Get a pen. Underline that. What is it? You remember when Jesus first told this parable, He called the word a seed." He said, "The sower sows the seed." Now he's telling us, the disciples came to him and said, "Can you explain this to us?" And he said, "Sure. Other people aren't going to understand, but my disciples are going to understand. And you know who we are today? We are disciples of Jesus, amen. So the sower sows the word. How do you sow the word? You read it, you listen to it, you ponder it, you meditate on it, you you chew on it. All different, you hear different preachers. I grew so much in my young years as a Christian by listening to men and women of God. And you know what? You go to my car right now and guess what you're gonna find? You go to my iPhone, you're gonna find more stuff a Christian stuff on my iPhone than anything else. Oh, I got a bunch of games on mine. I have two games on them and I can't remember the last time I played those games. I I I, I need his word and I know me. I get distracted so easily that I don't need to put stuff on there that's gonna distract me more. Amen. I, I would rather turn it on and and have a good preacher preaching to me or having a a a Bible You know, different translations, uh, audible, audio, audio, so I can listen to it, all right? So the sower sows the words. And these are the ones by the wayside. Now, the wayside is kind of like, you you see it really good in the summer as you're driving down the road. Sometimes you'll see the dust kind of builds up on the side of the road. And somebody happened to throw a tomato out there and you'll see that tomato grow. But it's not gonna produce any fruit. And that's what he's saying here. And these are the way, ones on the wayside which the word is sown. Everything goes back to the word of God. And the wayside back then, in those days, the Romans, remember, they built the roads because of these roads being built all over the place, because of the, the, and the, the thinking and the, all roads led to Rome, right? Because of those roads, the gospel was able to penetrate the known world But the dirt on the side was the wayside soil. And it was hardened. It was no good. It didn't have the nutrients in it to produce fruit. And here's what he says. When they hear, who hears? We hear. Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, brothers and sisters, to me, that's the type of people that come to church. They kind of get... Oh, yeah, this is it, this is it. But then the devil is right there and he steals the word right from them. Look what it says. When they hear, they heard the word of God. Maybe they heard it in church. Maybe they heard it by a friend. Maybe they heard it on the internet or on TV or whatever way. And Satan comes how quickly? Come on, type it right in there. Immediately, immediately, immediately. And he takes away the word that was sown in their heart, wayside soil. You might see it spring up and bam, it just dies. Say this, go ahead and write this on comments. I am not wayside soil. Go ahead write it down. I am not wayside soil. Let's go to the second one. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. Hey, New Jersey, New York, anywhere, Pennsylvania, uh, anywhere in this whole We got stony soil. When I used to do a little bit of farming, farming, you know, gardening, oh my goodness, them rocks were always there. When I cut the grass, all of a sudden, bam, the lawnmower hits a rock. Where'd that rock come from? Just works its way up. But here's what he's talking about, is now this one sown on stony ground. Who, watch this now, they hear the word. Everything's about the word. The word is what? An incorruptible seed. Peter says that it's an incorruptible seed. And here he's saying the word is sown. So the preacher is putting out the word. That, that evangelist is putting out the word. That 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 man of God, woman of God is putting out the word. Look, and likewise the one sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Oh, I've been pastoring here for 27 years and, and even before that as a uh, working with children, working. Yeah, we're so excited. Right, this, is, this is my life. I'm going to do it forever now. And then something happens. Verse 17. And they have no roots in themselves, and so they endure only for a time. You'll see them in church for a little time. That's why the Bible says, never put a novice in position of authority. Because a novice has to grow up, amen? A young Christian has to grow up. Show me stability. Show me that you're in church steady. Show me that you're being faithful. Show me that you're being involved, that you're working for the kingdom of God. Show me that you're giving of your tithes and offerings never a novice, never lay your hands suddenly on anyone, the scripture says, never put someone in charge that's a novice. And that's what it's talking about here because they were all excited, amen? They they were happy when they hear the word, they received it with gladness, but they have no roots in themselves. And so they endure only for a time. Might be a week, might be a month, might be a year. Let me tell you, I look at some of the people that are on staff here. Many of them have been involved in this church over a decade, some even two decades, 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, and they show their stability. We've gone through rough times as staff. We go through hard times here and there, but we just weather the storm and go through. We're all different people. We all got emotions and things like that, but you weather the storm and you go through. But it says here, after only a time, afterwards... When tribulations, well, it ain't right. Somebody talked about me. I'm offended. Mm. Or persecution. I can't believe they're they're calling me this or they're saying that. He didn't look at me. They didn't shake my hand. Yeah, right now we're not. Amen? We're doing the elbow uh, thing and maybe we shouldn't even be doing that. Anyway, keep going on. They arises for the word's sake. There it is again. The word's sake. The word's sake. The word's sake, it's always about the word. What happens? Immediately they stumble. Interesting, right? Come on, write in comments there. I'm not going to be one that stumbles. I'm not going to be one that stumbles. Come on, guys. Are you speaking out Psalm 91 over yourself and your family daily? He that dwelleth in the secret place. We made those blue cards. We got a little chair right by the admin building with a whole bunch in there. When you're driving by on 94 here, grab one, take it home, put it in your Bible, get one for your wife or your husband, put it in their Bible and speak it out. Amen. All right, let's keep going on. The third one is an interesting one. and Very interesting. Watch this. Now the ones sown among thorns are they who hear the word. Catch what it's saying now. Christians, I believe the majority of us aren't wayside, aren't stony, but many of us are in this category right here, and we can change it today, amen? We can get peace in the midst of chaos. Watch what it says. Are are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world. Mm. The deceitfulness of riches. Mm. The desire of other things. Mm. Entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. I want you to hear how the Amplified brings this verse out. I think the clarity of the Amplified on this verse can show us as Christians how to really make some adjustments in this area. It says it like this. This is the Amplified Classic, verse 19. Then the cares and anxieties of the world. Does this world have cares and anxiety? Yes. But how much am I going to let it control me? Look, I got but one life to live. I'm going to live it for Christ. I'm not going to just live it for this world. That doesn't mean I can't enjoy the oceans, the mountains, or or life in general. Jesus came that we might have life and that more abundantly. But I can't let those things control every area of my life, right? Then the cares and anxieties of the world, the distractions of the age. Whoa, there it is. Go ahead and write that down on comments. Oh, there are distractions in this age. I believe there are distractions in, in, in every age. You look at the Greeks, they had their distractions. You look at the Roman era, they had their distractions. You look at the medieval times and on and on. But boy, our generations got distractions all over the place. You can be entertained 24-7. I fight this, guys. And I, I know I lose fruit because of this area right here. I lose beer and fruit because I check the news out too much. I'm on the internet too much. I'm, I'm just, just stuff, just stuff. And I don't mean good stuff. I need to play with my kids, you know, when they were small. I need to enjoy my wife and all these different things. I'm talking about stuff. Come on, anybody know stuff? distractions of the age. And it says, and the pleasures and delights and false glamours and deceitfulness of riches and the craving and and passionate desire for other things. Watch what it says now. Creep in. Just like Satan came in the Garden of Eden. How did he come in? He came in like a creep. And here it says, these things, these passionate craving desires, uh, distractions of the age, pleasures and delights and false glamours. They creep in. They choke the word. They suffocate the word. And it becomes fruitless. I believe it's John 14, 18. I I might be wrong on that one. It says, herein is the Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Here it says, and it becomes fruitless. I want to be fruity for Jesus. How about you? Come on, fruity Christians, type that out there on comments. I'm fruity for Jesus. I'm fruity for Jesus. Amen. So that's an area us Christians have to really watch. We have to watch the cares and anxieties of this age, distractions of the age, pleasures and delights for false glamors. I got to have it. I got to have it. We get it and then we don't enjoy it. The deceitfulness of riches, the craving and passionate desires for other things creep in and choke. The word. Look, he's putting it as straight as, if we want to go back to Galatians and have love, joy, peace, the fruit of the spirit, and I believe it's the fruit of the human spirit, then we need to get the word in our heart and do hear what it says in verse 20. Ready? Verse 20. But these are the ones sown on good soil, good ground. Those who hear the word and accept it, they let it in. And they bear fruit some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some even 100-fold. Wow. Come on. I want to at least bear 30-fold in my life. But why not go for the gold? You know, in the Olympics, they got gold, silver, and bronze medals, right? And you know what? To get a bronze or a silver is wonderful. But I guarantee you every one of those athletes are going for the gold. They're going to try their best to get that gold. They're not getting in there and just saying, oh, I'll be satisfied with a bronze. They're getting in there, going for the gold. And then if they end up with the bronze, that's okay. I'm going for the gold. Come on, write it on there. Write it on comments. I'm going for the gold. I'm going for the... Hey, staff, write it on there. I'm going for the gold. I'm going for the gold. Let's go for the gold. Let's go for the whole thing. And then... And then when, you know, you know, maybe we mess up, maybe we let some of the cares in or, or some of the uh, deceitfulness of riches or false glamours or, or distractions of the age, and it kind of, you know, brings us down a little bit, that's okay, I'm still going for the goal. Look, God looks at our hearts, amen? He does, and he loves us. Listen, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. You do have a sound mind. And we're not going to lose this sound mind by getting all worried. Oh, you know, now I got a trial in my life. I'm just going to worry about it. Look, you're going to have another trial down the road. Amen. We all got trials. But the Bible says God wants us. This is 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So it's really a decision. I have to make that when the truck, let me, let me correct how I'm saying that. It's not a decision we make when we're going through it. It should be a decision that we're making beforehand. So when the problem comes, we're not all freaking out that everything's going to be okay. Now look, when a trial comes, I mean, when this thing came against my daughter, there were some pretty dark nights, let me tell you, man. There were some tears and some agonizing in prayer and, and groaning in the spirit. You know, you know what I'm trying to say here. But you know what? We're at peace. We're trusting God. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. If God is for me, who can be against me? When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against them. The enemy has come in like a flood into our nation and into the nations of the world right now. I thank God we pray for those that are in authority, and we're going to do that. Reverend Bob is going to lead us in prayer. We're going to pray for our president and our vice president, and we're not going to attack those that we don't agree with. We pray for everyone. We pray for the the, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, the Majority Leader of the Senate, Mitch McConnell. We pray for the Supreme Court justices that we agree with and don't agree with, because if we do the opposite, shame on us, then we're doing what other people are doing in reverse. And that's not right. Let's stay in peace. Let's pray for those, our president, vice president, all those in his cabinet and right down the line. Amen. Listen, church family, I love you. This weekend we get to celebrate Jesus. Amen. We're looking, look at our stage. I don't know if you guys want to do a little pan. We're getting ready for Easter. (laughs) Be wonderful if we can have a service here together. Easter Sunday, I don't know if it's going to happen, but We'll have a service online. Amen. He is risen. You heard that right. (laughs) Type that in there. He is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen indeed. All right. How about Psalm 91 first and then we'll receive communion today. Does that sound good? I pray you got something out of the word of God and we'll continue on. Next week is Palm Sunday and the following week is Resurrection Sunday. But go ahead and get psalm 91 out again i'm doing it from the easy reading version it's just some of the statements that it makes from the from the hebrew really i think just bring it out a little clearer what's going on in our world right now it's on your screen there so i'm just going to read it right through you go ahead and read it with me i can go to god most high to hide i can go to god all powerful for protection I say to the Lord, you are my place of safety. You are my fortress, my God. I trust in you. God will save me from hidden dangers and deadly diseases. I can go to him for protection. He will cover me like a bird spreading its wings over its babies. I can trust him to surround and protect me like a shield. I will have nothing to fear at night and no need to be afraid of the enemy's arrows during the day. I will have no fear of disease that comes in the dark or terrible suffering that come, comes at noon. A thousand people may fall dead at my side or 10,000 right beside me, but nothing bad will happen to me. All I will have to do is watch and I will see that the wicked are punished. I trust in the Lord for protection. I have made God the most high my place of safety, so nothing bad will happen to me. No disease will come near my home. He will command his angels to protect me wherever I go. Their hands will catch me so that I will not hit my foot on a a rock. I will have power to trample on lions and poisonous snakes, demons and devils. The Lord said, if someone trusts me, I will save them. I will protect my followers who call to me for help. When my followers are believers, we can say, call to me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble when they are in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. I will give my followers a long life and show them my power to save. Amen? Parents, get your communion for your children also. Go ahead and get it. I'll say a couple things so we're all together on this. Look, as you're watching this on Saturday night, know that we're going to have it on Sunday morning also, 9 and 11. Let people know. Have a watch party. Just put it out there. Join me. These are just, sometimes I got people on my friend list that I don't even know who they are. They just saw it and they became a friend. So put it out there. Invite other people. And we're going to still be doing Wednesday 7 p.m., Saturday 7 p.m., Sunday 9 In 11, we'll have prayer times together. I'm going to continue to do the pastor's update once or twice a day so that you, just that we stay connected, amen? All right, kids that are out there, how you doing? You got your communion, you got your grape juice, your little wafer or piece of bread or your matzo, whatever you have. Hold that in your hand. Say this to me, precious Father, thank you so much for forgiving me of all my sins. That Jesus Christ died on the cross for my healing. Coronavirus, whatever, COVID-19, you are not coming near my house. In Jesus' name, I rebuke it. I rebuke flu. I rebuke anything that's coming against my body right now. Surely my sicknesses he has borne, my pains, diseases he has carried we esteemed Him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by His stripes we were healed. God didn't crack it, break it, because his body was broken for us. Thank you, Lord. You look behind me, you see the screen, you see the cross there, cross of our Jesus. Hold the cup. His blood was shed to make us right with God. Amen, we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Let's receive this together. Father, I thank you for this cup, the cup of your suffering, that has brought me righteousness. I accept this cup now, Lord knowing that you have made me righteous, that you have made me pure through the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank you today that I receive with my church family and we partake of your broken body, your shed blood, and we remember what you did for us. Go ahead and give him a praise as Reverend Bob comes up here and we're going to get ready to pray. I want you to write in your prayer request. You don't have to write... If it's private, just put, please pray for me in my house. Please pray for my, you don't have to say my marriage, however you want to say it, that you feel comfortable with. Again, I don't want you to forget out on the front of the church here by the admin building, you'll see a chair with a little uh, plastic Tupperware thing. The Psalm 91s are in there. People have asked for envelopes to give. Thank you. Thank you for remembering your church during this time. You know, we still have bills and all that have to be paid. We put envelopes out there for you too. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Amen.
0: All right, let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now. We lift up. The people of this world before you, we pray for them. We pray, Father, that this coronavirus is dead at the very roots. We thank you, Lord God, that you watch over your children. You said that you would protect us and keep disease far from us. Father, also we pray, Father God, for the people of this world, Lord God, that Father, That you protect them. You said that you would pour out your goodness on the just and the unjust. So we thank you, Lord God, that we command this coronavirus to die at the roots right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God, for watching over our government, our leaders, our president, vice president, our congress, our senate, our governors, Father God, right down to our local government. We also pray, Father God, for our firefighters, our EMTs, our nurses, our doctors doctors, our frontline workers, Father God, we thank you for them, that you watch over them and protect them. We pray for our military in this country and out of this country, that you watch over them also, Lord, and keep the disease far from them. We thank you, Lord God, also, Father, that you, Father God, watch over the people that may have the regular flu, Father God. That's still going around, and we curse that in the name of Jesus. We pray against infections And we thank you for our loved ones and that you you protect them and heal them. And Lord, we thank you that as a church body and as your children, we can come together, Father God, and raise things up before you. And Father, that you are a good God who answers our prayers. You are our provider and our sufficiency. And we thank you, Lord, that you did not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound self-disciplined mind in Jesus name amen
1: again please writing your prayer requests there reverend bob is here if you can't do it that way call the church leave it on the voicemail he checks it every hour or so to see what's going on out there and uh, you know we're here for you look we're trying our best to stay connected please please stay connected with us don't forget to pick up those cards if you're in the neighborhood. I'm going to try to take a picture of it or, or get it in some sort of file and put it online too so you can just download it that way also. I'll work on that. You know, I want to give a, just a big shout out to the this team that's putting this all together, to Daniel, to John, to Troy, to Matt, Brandy, and all those that have come together to make this connection work. I mean, this technology nowadays, it takes a lot of learning and all. They're doing a great, great job. So if you could do a, a wave there or a, one of your emojis as a clap for them, I, I, I know it'll bless them also. Amen. Listen, guys, we love you. I thank you for spending this time uh, on the weekend here with us as we get into the word on the midweek. It's so important that you get fed the word of God. And, you know, not being around one another, it makes it a little hard. Amen. Let me bless you as we close in prayer today. Father, we do bless you first of all and thank you for a heart of gratitude, a heart of saying, I can find a hundred things to bless the Lord for each day. Takes a little work. But Lord, thank you for the clouds and the sun and the moon and the stars and on and on the blue sky. We can go on and on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Before we wrap up today, I do ask if you have never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and you'd like to do that today, you can put it right on the comment there, I'm receiving Jesus as my Lord, or I'm rededicating my life to him. But say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord, be my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. Thank you for loving me, accepting me. Thank you for being my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, if you're making that decision, just write that on the comments. Call the church. Let us know during this time, amen. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for this service. I thank you again, Father, for your people. Watch over them, protect them. I thank you You promised us you would never leave us nor forsake us. I thank you that you have made us the head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors, we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. We are blessed to be a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless. Hopefully real soon we'll be in church again.